0: The Boogie Monster, with Kyle Canane and Dave Stone, we can finally once and for all find out what happened
1: with Judas Priest, whether they broke up by themselves, or they were pushed out by outside forces, like uh, the government.
0: The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. I did start it. I'm not even tricking you this time, oh, okay. Dave. Te- I'm telling you. Mm. What, uh, what What happened with the gummy vitamins, Dave? Oh, it's, real,
1: it's a real bummer. First of all... What'd you do? I'm under the influence of all types of vitamins right now. You, I have a dangerous amount of multivitamin in
0: my system. You can have too many vitamins.
1: Can you? Because I've got a lot. What?
0: what happened? Okay.
1: Bought a brand new bottle of... <laughs> this is ironic. Men's only... Gummy vitamins.
0: That is the end of the story. I've started
1: <laughs> just just because I have the the brain of a five year old. I've started taking gummy vitamins just because it's something to look forward to, especially on my my low carb diets. My one little treat. Does I'll have three is- gummy bears every day, and they're vitamins.
0: I can't and, imagine uh, those work like vitamins. I don't know. They Why take- wouldn't you make every gummy bear a gummy vitamin then? That's true. But so I bought a brand new bottle the other
1: day, and they're not cheap. You know, it's like twelve bucks, something like that. Okay, and uh, I did probably two days ago. So I think I think it has seventy in there, and uh, or yeah. Anyway, I had I, t- I had two days worth, and then on the third day, the damn bottle of vitamins melted because it was sitting in the cup holder in my van, and it's been hot out in L.A. So it melted. I got sixty-four gummy bears glob, just melted into a big gelatinous gummy glob. Yeah. So today, just to get my money's worth, I half that glob.
0: No, Dave.
1: but I started off. I was trying to just get like a portion, but yeah, it just kind of take a nibble. But it was there was a lot of factors involved.
0: What and, were the factors? Well, first of all, I hurting. couldn't
1: I couldn't get the glob out of the jar. Because it had, it had molded to the shape of the interior oh, of the jar, understood. so it could the glob was too big to fit through the hole. The, the, the little you, you know
0: couldn't put a spoon in there and carve out a little I, piece.
1: I worked at it for a while, so then I got like a knuckle down in there and I stretched it like, oh, like silly God, putty. That is a visual and, for and, something and else. And pulled like a big, <laughs> like a foot long, stretchy piece out and bit it, and uh, it all kind of like. Uh, it kind of whiplashed back into my mouth. You have. And before I knew it, I had had half the
0: jar. You're going to have bright green piss tomorrow. Yeah. Bright I green feel piss pretty good, dude. had enough vitamin C to see through walls. feel like I could do a lot of push ups right now. Well, I mean, if you got to burn off some of that energy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and remember how you were bitching about why is beef jerky more? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it more? I found out was dozing off to a how it's made. It's because. It loses so much weight through the jerkification process. And so... The what? The jerkification process. (laughs) And so if you have like a pound of beef jerky, that was originally like three pounds of beef. Well, that makes great sense. So let's put one mystery to rest instead of digging up more. There's one. Now you can sleep a little bit better. Makes perfect sense. Knowing that, like, why it'd be very... Because it used to be a lot more meat. It used to be three pounds. Yeah. Or I forget how much they said it'd lose, like, three... Two-thirds of its weight or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. There's a little something. Thanks. So just rest easy. Yeah, because I have been worried about that. Well, now I know I bugged you. It was was on your mind. Because it's just, you know...
1: Before that knowledge, it's just like, what are y'all doing? You're just ripping us off. uh, It's not even very good meat. Let it out.
0: Excuse me. Well... It's not that it, well. Can you? Do you think you could tell yeah. if somebody made beef jerky out of like filet mignon versus something else? Probably not because thinking well, end product. It's all broken down to yeah. fibers and everything. Yeah, the
1: jerkification process. The really,
0: jerkification it process. Really, it
1: really just depletes all the tenderness and flavor. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> say this, man. I, I think I'm done with beef jerky.
0: Whoa. Yeah. What's uh? I just the last several times I've had it.
1: It's just been very underwhelming.
0: What What about uh, alien fresh jerky? Ever go to a nice big old jerky store, try different kinds?
1: I've had, I've had gourmet jerky. I think just the whole process, man. I'm just done with it. I think, you know, your That's taste buds change. Statement. I know. Because I've always been a fan. And I, all right, I still like it as far as a source of, of decent protein, especially on the survival
0: st- food. Yeah. It comes I, in the little survival packs.
1: Well, then I'll wait till I'm in a survival situation until I eat it again. I think I'm just done. Moving
0: on. You know what? You you surprise me Mm -hmm. every time, Dave. Mm -hmm. And you giving up beef jerky, I think it's a big step. (laughs) It's a big... I was also watching a lot of intervention today, and it was like that kind of feeling. It's like, well, it's a big step. You're really moving on. I I like turkey bacon, or... Fuck. Mm -hmm. The bacon jerky, which is just bacon. Do you ever have that? Just old bacon. No. I don't know. I I got limited experience. I did have some good
1: pork belly the other day.
0: You went to a famous celebrity chef's restaurant.
1: Yeah, and I still don't know his name.
0: Roy Choi. Roy Choi.
1: Not to be confused with Eddie Wong and not to be confused with a couple of those other guys. But yeah, Roy Choi. Uh, Went to Chago over in Chinatown. Because initially, I was trying to go to Howland Ray's.
0: Still haven't had a Howland Ray's. Dude, the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. I know, I heard you. Is there a chicken jerky? I'm sure there is. I've seen turkey jerky. I've never seen chicken jerky. Hmm. Why don't
1: you get on that one? All right. Let's, I've got
0: an assignment.
1: Anyway, I went to Chago. I had the uh, pork belly bowl. Uh-huh. Pork belly bowl. And uh, boy, it was good. Just a bowl of rice. And then uh, a big old slab of uh, char-grilled pork belly. They threw this slab of pork belly on, on an open char-grill, Yeah. and it got that, got that char on it, that crusty black char. Now, here's the thing about that crusty black char. I like the cl- crusty black char, but usually, like f- with a steak, for example, mm-hmm. when you see that crusty black char, you know there's a good chance that you're about to bite into some dried-ass steak, not, yeah. unlike, not unlike a piece of beef jerky. Okay, but this char, this black crispy char, gave way black to this ass, creamy, soft, char. milky pork fat. I like a piece s- of fat. You can just get oh, a piece of what? fat. It's all piece pork of grilled, grilled Fat. That's what I'm talking about. Can you pork make belly fat jerky? Uh, I think that's kind of the opposite. I think that would just mm-hmm. render down into to nothing. I guess so. But man, big bowl of rice. Threw big old slab of chopped up char grilled pork belly. Yeah. And then they had like some sort of cilantro sauce, some sort of green, zesty cilantro sauce, and kind of a red Korean red chili sauce. And yeah. some crispy fried onions, like little onion strings. Okay. And then some sort of crumbled white cheese. Eight bucks. Eight or nine bucks for this incredible meal at Chago. I gotta get some I gotta get some food in me. Pork belly bowl. <clears throat> big fan.
0: Well, Oh, by the way, it's the boogie monster. Yeah. Kyle and Dave. Dave's full of vitamins. To catch up, Dave's full of vitamins. at a big bowl of pork belly. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no telling what I could accomplish. I feel, Yeah, I think we're still... Uh, well, the last... Do, do we do we have any other ex, extraneous extracurriculars that we want to go over? I got all kinds of stuff. <clears> I've been had living. A very... life. I was on the road pretty pretty. Stand uh, w- big thanks to everybody that came out in Boise and Tacoma. Good shows and uh, and Bellingham. Yeah yeah, real good time. Nice real real good shows. I kept it mellow in uh, Boise, but. Uh, Uh, And then just, it was, I was, I was taking, it was getting more stoned than anything. Yeah. After the shows, not Uh, before the shows. I learned that lesson. Can't do it. No, me neither. But yeah, just, uh, just uh, token, token on a J afterwards. Hot tokes? Yeah. And uh, just uh, smoked too much weed and I could feel my uh, heartbeat in my ears and thought I was dying. So it was a good time. It was like like right before a panic attack, but I was too tired to deal with it. And so (laughs) (laughs) that's why not a lot of weed for the kid. Um, but real cool shows. Uh, always appreciative. Didn't do much uh, crazy eats. Didn't do too much. Yeah. I did go to a vegan Jamaican restaurant in Ooh. Tacoma of all places. Okay, love Jamaican and, food, it, but this was vegan uh-huh. Jamaican food. Okay, so What'd I was like, get? I'm not quite sure what they're trying to get like. Some... A, I, just a, just like a burger, like a pastrami. But like, I wonder what's like what part. I don't know if there's a crossover between like Rastafarianism. Mm-hmm. If there's something about not eating animals, I don't think that exists. You go to Jamaica, it's all about jerk chicken and pork and all this stuff. So I don't know what because I've seen it too. I've seen a lot of vegan soul food, and then this vegan Jamaican place, hmm. and I wonder if there's something. I bet that culturally, I- about like taking care of your body, and I would be willing to bet. Now,
1: keep in mind, I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, no, this is a pure, this is, the,
0: this is a real off-the- Uh-huh.
1: But uh, that Rastafarian culture, it's very, it's like Jamaican hippies. You know, it's 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 yeah. not far from, like, the hippie culture. Except uh,
0: wildly homophobic. Are they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Rastafarians are yeah, homophobic? Yeah, that's the one thing people miss about- Really? When a celebrating that, is that- uh, what one love and all? No, no, not for doesn't, the gays. Doesn't connect with that. No, no. no.
1: But uh, well, yeah. Other than that, but it, it seems like they share a lot of traits with the hippie culture. Which, uh, and I'm not saying that all hippies are vegan or vegetarian, but that is.
0: <clears throat> yeah, isn't, but yeah, weed a love more connected to the connected to the environment, connected to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be, hey, if we dip into religion or something, try and sort it out. Maybe there's one for that. But, mm. uh, yeah, it was the only kind of off the beaten path thing I ate. And I just did my comedy shows. Yeah. And I uh, had fun. And uh, now I'm trying to gather my life back. Now that I'm back home.
1: You're dragging today.
0: I'm dragging ass.
1: And I yeah. apologize That's for That's okay. That. I'm gonna and I don't mean there. here on the podcast. But we. I came um, over earlier and I could
0: just tell you're you just beat down. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I had a couple of drinks at the, at the show last night. Last couple episodes, obviously, I don't know if we have to apologize for them. I thought it was fun. I thought parts one and two of the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh yeah, that last one very enjoyable. Part two <clears throat>
1: got a little silly. Well, Not even silly. I think I feel like
0: maybe we got deeper than we've ever gotten on that one. Did we get deep? I think we did. I don't. Honestly, that was I slept. I don't think I slept. You passed out on the couch, and I think I. Or maybe I slept for like two hours and uh-huh. I had to get on a flight. So Yeah, you had to get up at 4 a.m. I have no recollection of what we talked about. I could go listen to it. I mean, I, I do own the files. Do you remember after the recording, uh, we were up in your
1: living room just staring at the map for like an hour? And oh, really? we were going over theories about geography and how all the eastern states are small. Because everybody there is just in a hurry, and oh, uh, yeah. as you go west, the states get bigger. We're yeah. having some real
0: stoner moments up there. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. look at old map of America. You got mm-hmm. much more, uh, also much uh, less inhabitable expanse uh-huh. in the westerns. So you got mountain ranges and stuff like that. So you just have a larger territory, yeah, to be governed with still fewer people than in New York City and all of you know, like Wyoming, Montana, and all that stuff. So yeah. cut a big old section out for the country. Yeah. One of those areas happens to be uh, Utah, Skinwalker Ranch Country. It's true. Which, I was reading more about it. This one is scaring me. Yeah, it is very frightening. This one's creeping me out. Uh, That's what I said last time. I was reading up on it before we did the last ones. And I'm more interested that Robert Bigelow, we touched on it last. if, if, If I'm repeating myself from last time, let me know. Because I don't remember what we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, but just that his involvement, of like, oh, a lot of UFO activity? All right, yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are claiming he's trying to reverse engineer alien technologies. But it's also, you know, it's also the land itself. The Ute Indians think it's a real mm-hmm. spooky place. They were cursed by the Navajos.
1: Yeah, they they were feuding the Utes and the Navajos. Well, I was thinking about this as far as the Native American angle with this and many of these paranormal-type uh, topics. If ever there were a group of people mm-hmm. who, let's say they were already tuned in to some of this as far as some of these supernatural yeah. powers, but if ever there was a group of people to... I don't know what the word would be haunt or, or to mm-hmm. scare or. To, there's probably a better word. Another group of people. Yeah. It would be the native the Native Americans and what they suffered at the hands. Yeah. Of the European settlers. Like
0: but they were saying, this even extended long before well, white people even got there. Okay. Like the Navajos and the Utes. Like the the one thing I read is that it was a curse that the Navajos put on the Utes and that. It's actually it's a witch. It's a version of a witch, as uh-huh. a skinwalker, and then another thing I read: is so the only re- way you could become an actual skinwalker is if you're a witch and you kill a member of your family. So that's how you gain the capabilities to change shapes. And then why wouldn't you be able to change shapes into a bigfoot if that's yeah some of the lore? Yeah. <clears throat> what if that's coming? What if that's what people are seeing bigfoot and it's really the shape shifting witches in the woods? Ooh, you
1: mean all the other bigfoot sightings? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Everywhere That this is the reality, that there's certain people that are skinwalkers all over the place wow. that have achieved this uh, level of supreme consciousness, and they can shapeshift. And that's what people are seeing when they see Bigfoot. But these are malicious. Skinwalkers are they're malicious. Yeah, yeah. They're everybody, scary, man. Everybody it's loves creepy. a damn Bigfoot.
1: Well, just the concept of shapeshifters in general... Is fascinating, and I tried mm-hmm. to look up some stuff about shapeshifters. But a lot of the stuff I was finding wasn't necessarily pertaining to skinwalkers. It was a lot mm-hmm. of uh, is more kind of towards the reptilian side of things. Oh yeah, the, rep- the reptilians
0: that run the government. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, a yep. higher level of them. yeah, yeah. So that's but, not the shapeshifters we're covering in this particular <laughs> episode. All different genre.
1: But uh, going back to your boy Bigelow there. Mm-hmm. So he he owns the place now. Yeah. And he didn't just buy it just just to say he had it. He's he's interested in all this stuff. Yeah. And he's really uh they've been doing a lot of research in the last. When did he buy it? 2000?
0: Um I thought it was
1: in the 90s. But uh it might have been 96, I don't know. 96 or 2000, something like that. Cuz Gormans owned the place and then the Shermans owned the place and then I believe it was the Shermans who sold it to Bigelow? I don't know why I thought that was two thousand. Regardless, it might be so he didn't. It wasn't just it a right boring hobby type thing. Rich guy, uh, he's got a whole crack team of scientists. that have been doing all kind of research out there, and they're coming across all kinds of crazy shit. So it's, that's what we were saying last time. It wasn't. It's not just the skinwalkers. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you got skinwalkers. You
0: got UFOs. I'm, you got crazy wolves. I'm going to write a lot of UFOs off as early drone technology. Oh yeah, that's what I think. Now I was reading about cattle mutilations and how that might have to go in, like, be combined with early drone technology. Okay, uh, how so? Like they find them and they're, you know, there's no blood anywhere, meaning like, oh, maybe they were lifted and whatever happened to them took uh, took place in a different location. And then they're dropped off somewhere else, so therefore you can't tie it back to anything. Interesting. And maybe that's you know the government developing drone technology and how to like extract living things. Is it you know like a lot of these things are like the precision, uh, the injuries are maybe uh-huh. like laser like laser like precision. Yeah. Uh, so that was just some of the stuff I was reading. Really that's the side note of the Skinwalker Ranch, mm-hmm. but that's making me go like, oh yeah, I think probably. A lot of early drone technology can be accounted for the way something would move very quickly. hmm You know, like, like how it could just take off and zigzag all over the place. I agree. Uh,
1: because some of the stuff that they've witnessed there, I've got a list here. But, uh, for example, one of them, a common sighting, is what they refer to as a mini stealth. It is a uh, small version of the stealth fighter. Mm-hmm. the uh that kind of black triangle type thing yeah that uh i don't know that, that was big when I was a kid you would for SR-71, some seventy one baby yeah for for some reason when I was a kid I was very interested in like fighter jets and you you know because it was like the yeah, Lamborghinis kid. of the sky
0: yeah yeah no same thing f16s yeah,
1: yeah f-16s. f16 16 f15 I think top Gun had a lot to do with that Oh yeah but oh, we yeah. would always hear about the stealth fighter now is that a, a common thing that we use in our air Force or is that still I, kind of one of those secret things?
0: I remember that was the early, uh, you know, that was I think it was in the seventies they were starting to develop it, and that was a big scene—the SR seventy-one and the one uni, uni Wing. Uh, well, there, there was another thing I remember where they didn't even find because it was like it was uh, blocking radar technology, or you, you couldn't detect it on radar. And the only way the Russians actually sort like found out we were developing it, or one of the reasons they found it. Uh, one of them was in the desert. They had it up on a post they had a mockup of it that they were using you know had whatever the paint or whatever they were using that you couldn't pick up on a on a radar uh-huh so it was just it was just a mockup it wasn't the real plane but it was up on a post in the desert so they could test it. like oh well, you can't see it and the Russians found out because it cast a shadow and the shadow was notably cooler than the rest of the ground around it so they never even saw the plane. They just saw the cold ground the cooler ground that Wow. was in the shadow, and that's how they knew we were developing stuff like that. Wow. So that's how well it worked. That's cool. So that's, I mean.
1: But, yeah, so people are seeing uh, these, these scientists and researchers that uh, Bigelow has employed. common thing is uh, they, they describe it as an 8-foot by 6-foot version of the stealth fighter. Okay. So just a, a small, miniature stealth fighter. So that that's either a drone or, you know, that's probably just an unmanned drone. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know why they would even classify that as under some of this paranormal stuff but another thing that they have uh, not seen but heard is a thing they refer to as the invisible chopper and what happens with this invisible chopper apparently a lot of these scientists have experienced this it's the sound of a helicopter mm-hmm. flying above but like very close to the ground and uh it's but it's not visible you hear like the the chopper the the, the yeah. voom, 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 voom. like really? but, like close to the ground, very loud, obvious helicopter type sound, propeller sound. Who's
0: hearing this? Uh, these scientists,
1: the scientists that Bigelow, Bigelow is uh, employed. They put out some of these uh, reports and some of the stuff that they've been finding. I think actually on their own website. I think it's skinwalkerranch.org. dot org. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they got a lot of this. So I mean, the mini stealth and the invisible chopper—that's uh, that, bizarre. Because imagine hearing a helicopter that sounds like it's 50 feet off the ground, but not being able to see it.
0: Would you rather hear like, say we're here, we're in the annex. Like, would you rather hear a scary sound and see the source of it? Like what if there's like a like a, a crazy ghost wolf out there and it was growling? Mm-hmm. Or just hear like like just hearing sounds without knowing what's there, probably one of the scariest sensations. I would I, I would agree with that. You know, hearing or hearing something in the dark uh-huh. without being able to visually I guess I'm just saying, like which one of your senses is the most susceptible to spooky stuff. Like if you can't see, then that's scary in a certain way. But you know, like I think that's the scariest one. Just being able to hear stuff.
1: Yeah, and even seeing that wolf might be scary, but at least then you have confirmation on what it is. Yeah. Whereas opposed to not seeing it, it can my
0: imagination goes way crazier when I just hear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Your imagination could be much crazier than the reality of what is actually out there. So yeah, man. I, uh, some other stuff they've seen. I see a lot of these drones, spotlights. This is this one they've labeled just the spotlight? It's a single spotlight that hovers about eight to ten feet off the ground, and it travels about ten to forty miles an hour. I always like that when estimates ten to forty miles. Well, I mean that is a range. That's. I think my point is like when people say, you know, oh, it's either it'll be between three and six thousand dollars. So it'll either be this or double this. Yeah,
0: that I, it's like, just don't even guess. Like, I yeah. can't.
1: So, uh, but yeah, so it's kind of like a motorcycle spotlight, but it's hovering 8 to 10 feet off the ground, travels 10 to 40 miles an hour. That's a very common sight out there. Another thing they've called flash drones are these pulsating spheres. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're yellow, blue, green, and they're silent, and they just hover and pulsate, and... Uh, a lot of times these are seen in multiples. So there'll be like three or four yeah. or five of them just hovering together. Just these pulsating, uh,
0: glowing spheres. On the Skinwalker Ranch website, they said they have a, a drawing of the alleged helicopter that's supposedly responsible for the uh, cattle mutilations. So hmm. That's one thing they're, they're popping out at you.
1: Well, how do you like that? Then they got this thing... Uh, they call him the dark one. This has been seen quite a few times. It's a lone Native American male dressed in traditional garb. Seems to be existing in and visiting from another dimension. So they just see this this Native American dude just kind of hanging out. A lot of people have seen this guy, but and I don't some
0: Jim Morrison shit. Yeah,
1: it's very much some Jim Morrison shit. I don't know if they're doing some mushrooms out there. Yeah, but
0: uh, they didn't think write he's, any overrated uh, classic rock. <laughs> after seeing today, <them>, <laughs> never,
1: never really gave a uh, much concern with the old doors. No, the doors bite it. Yeah. So the dark one—that's uh, that's a dude out there, Sandy, and people are seeing. They, uh, and they think—I don't know why they think this—but they think he's existing or visiting from another dimension.
0: That's another theory that I heard that maybe. Oh God, damn. more Like. That the idea of, like, skinwalkers or something, it's, yeah, it's like parallel universes. Mm -hmm. That it's people that have figured out how to go between. Portals. Portals. Yeah, that was another one. People saw that open up on the ranch. I also just think it is kind of convenient, that like this one ranch. It's like Disneyland for people that are gullible. It's got everything. Yeah, but
1: what if it just happened to be where a portal or something was? There, then you are going to have all kinds of crazy stuff.
0: If you've, I mean, you've been up through certain areas, like, you know, the bad lands and stuff, where the Native Americans are like, yeah, these are evil. These are possessed lands. Like, strange things happen here. So that is kind of in that, you know, that Native American territory of like, well, yeah, this is just strange land. We don't come here. I, I wonder if they. It's the Utes land, correct? I believe
1: so. Yeah, the Navajos are nearby where their land was. I've always been fascinated with Native American culture. I, I'm, uh, I myself, this is, it's a real white thing to say, but what, I'm uh, what, what fraction? I'm, uh, I'm one one eighth or one sixteenth. I'm one sixteenth Cherokee
0: Indian. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've just always I felt like everybody's one sixteenth Cherokee Indian when it was time to apply for scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just,
1: I don't know, it's maybe like a a dumb or obvious or naive thing to say, but Native Americans, they just, they carry themselves with this, you know, it's like, yeah, they just seem a little more in tune, because they're not distracted by modern life the way we are. They're not, I don't know, they're just more in tune with the earth,
0: What tradition. uh, Yeah, seeing as how we, uh, uh, the white people destroyed most of the culture, (laughs) it's the I can see, like, and that's another thing. I said the Utes are they're very hesitant. I might be wrong in pluralizing. The Ute. Instead of the Utes. The two Utes. Uh, that they are real hesitant to talk about any of the Skinwalker stuff. Like, everything I'm reading, like, yeah, but they don't want to talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, like, oh, they don't want to go into it. <clears throat> and I wonder if that's, like, we don't need your <clears throat> honky bullshit coming into any more of our stuff or is it, is it that it is that scary and weird like you don't want to propagate the idea of it like don't let don't let the information get out to more we contain this information less like almost like an embarrassing secret yeah you know <clears throat> so i wonder if that's you know why why they would want to have that kept a secret for their culture if if you know you could always sell a bunch of white people some shit mhm you know, get, get on with it. Explo- <laughs> exploit it. Yeah. Get some money out of gullible white people. I They're mean, that makes me like,
1: oh, it's even scarier than I thought. Yeah, that's true. They don't want to talk about it. Well, let's talk about these portals. That's a fascinating concept, just a, a portal, just an yeah. opening to another dimension. All right? They've uh, seen a lot of these, or a lot of people have seen this one particular well, I think there's multiple, but there's one I was reading about It's a giant swirl of multicolored light that illuminates the night sky as if it were daytime for about ten to fifteen seconds. That's crazy. Imagine just being in the middle of the night, complete darkness, you know, maybe there's some moonlight, yeah, but then this portal, this just this spiral that illuminates the entire sky as if it were daylight for ten to fifteen seconds. They speculate that it's a portal to another dimension, and uh, the bright daylight may actually be daylight from another dimension that's shining into our world. Okay.
0: Somebody opened the
1: door. Yes, somebody opened the door, and we're seeing the light from another dimension. That's crazy. What? And then I'll wrap this up real quick by saying they believe that uh, sometimes the portals are orange, and they think those emit living creatures – like when you see an orange uh, yeah, swirl up there, they, those emit living creatures. And then sometimes they're blue and that they think that the blue portals allow vehicles to pass through, whether it be flying or whatever.
0: Okay, so now we're tying in aliens with portals. Mm-hmm. I got you know what I gotta read the, the the science of other dimensions is always something that like I can't I I don't have the capabilities to comprehend like multiverse oh, no, theory and stuff yeah like and that. if it uh, you know there's a tear in it and if there's a tear here it will go ahead I'm like I don't, I f- either that is total bullshit or it only makes sense to other scientists because I can't sit here and act like I, I oh yeah parallel universe like that's one of the things like. I can get like science behind Bigfoot is like, Oh yeah, it's a thing that uh it's a very close knit and protective uh cryptid species that uh secretly lives in the woods. I'm like, I can see that from how evolution works and things like that. That I can go, but the science of, of other I can't. Yeah. Not like I not like I got a good handle on other science. I'm not <laughs> smart. Like wormholes and
1: black holes. Yeah, that. that
0: shit. I don't yeah.
1: know. I don't know how any of that works.
0: So and what I mean, and what makes it in, in one locate like, yeah, why can't it just be wherever? Can you access it? Like, is that what everybody was going nuts about DMT? Everybody oh. thought that was going to be the uh, Native Americans that you know embrace, oftentimes embrace a lot of hallucinogens. You know, it's overlapping there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are they seeing them? Yeah, like the, that whole world of. Uh, Doing hallucinogens like you just see somebody. Oh yeah, yeah mushrooms. And I'm talking to a tree, but then maybe you are accessing something. You're, uh, you're 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 opening up the the gates on your own mind. to well, accept more possibilities. We've both done mushrooms. Yeah, I think you're definitely
1: accessing something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is and to what degree, but I mean, I've definitely accessed a. Another yeah,
0: outside of the giggle fest, uh-huh. when oh, yeah. you're like, oh, everything, everything is functioning. Is all much higher functioning in my mind. I'm yeah. making connections faster. Yeah, yeah. It's like you see five steps ahead. I just starts, yeah, they're trying to use mushrooms or psilocybin to treat PTSD and treat depression. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how they <clears throat> medically administer that but like i'm wondering like
1: well popular thing now is microdosing.
0: you know about microdosing? is wasn't that old school
1: i mean acid it's, stuff yeah i think it's old, old, what is popular it just, now is it just doing a little bit popular now because a lot of my friends are doing it but uh <laughs> yeah just doing a real small amount throughout the course of the day which is interesting because like the few times i've done mushrooms it's like no this is an event yeah. This is this is why we drove to Joshua Tree. This is what we're doing this weekend. But
0: to treat it real casually, just a little well, know. maybe that's the maybe that's the goal is like a constant level of heightened awareness instead of one blast of it. Yeah. And then you can increase that more and more until you're just fucking frying on acid all day every day. I would yeah I would like a con- like uh just a regular dosage of uh of heightened awareness mm-hmm. you know some people are like that with pot like they're always they're definitely well, yeah. spun- and 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 function yeah, I don't know if pot quite i think it takes the edge off more than gives you clarity on things, mm-hmm. but it's you know subjective yeah. Trying to
1: explain mushrooms to someone who's never done it—that's—that's. That's, I was trying to do that the other day. It's,
0: it's hard. Yeah, I mean, you can describe the hallucinate hallucination halluc- fucking Fuck off! It's all right, you, get, you got it, buddy. You got a real bad brain. We yeah, got bad brains today. It's okay. Hallucinate yeah. hallucination. Call you HR. What's the fucking hallucinations? Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Why do I want to add more syllables? <laughs>
1: You're trying to say hallucinogenics and hallucinations at yeah, the same time.
0: Doing... Oh. And you're dumb. Yeah, I'm real dumb today. <laughs> I want to apologize to the listeners. Real stupid today. It's okay, buddy. Not a, not real personality plus over here. That's all right. And for such an important topic, such as skinwalkers, which is fascinating. They say don't go to the ranch. They, they're they not kind to visitors. Well, I spoke on the phone with yeah, a gentleman. let's get to this info. Who
1: had some experiences of his own. Um, shout out to our good buddy, Kenny DeForest, mm-hmm. New York comic, by the way of Chicago. Uh, we were hanging out several months ago in Atlanta together. And uh, this is right when I first started snooping around about Skinwalkers. But I had mentioned it to him. We were outside of a show, and he told me the story about a buddy of his had had some experiences. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when we were doing research for the, these episodes, I reached out to Kenny. I was like, Who? What were you telling me about some story about your buddy? And he, anyway, he put me in touch with uh, his buddy, this guy named Nate. Uh, Nate used to be, uh, he grew up Mormon, he grew up in Utah, and uh, has since moved around and done some other stuff. But, uh, Nate and I talked just a few minutes on the phone, but he told me some stories. There's two stories he wanted to share. Um, his parents were friends with the owners of this place called Jacobs Lake Lodge in northern Arizona, very close to the uh, Grand Canyon. And uh, Jacobs Lake Lodge was a seasonal thing, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like a, just a resort and retreat, yeah. like you know, boating and outdoors type stuff, but. Um, so in the in the spring and summer months, they would uh, be open for business, and they would have a lot of uh, Navajo teenagers work mm-hmm. there. They employed a lot of especially teenage males. Um, a lot of Navajos would just work odd jobs, just you know whatever whatever type of work needs to be done at Jacobs Lake Lodge, and then they closed down for the winter. But then the family would still they would live there and they stayed there year round. So anyway. He was telling me about uh, – this is relayed from his friend. His his parents are friends with the people who own Jacobs Lake Lodge. So one winter, they're sitting around, and it's a violent snowstorm and uh, just a blizzard. and They're all – I think they kind of lived in like a type of a cabin. Yeah. And uh, they had these really thick window seals that had like basically a little perch on the inside and the outside. Okay. So they're all huddled in there, got the fire going. They're trying to stay warm, crazy uh, – Crazy snowstorm going on outside, and then they see a coyote had hopped up into the window on the outside. Mm-hmm. So sitting on that little perch, looking in at this family, and they just they were just like, "Hey, look at that coyote!" Mm-hmm. And the coyote stayed there for like all night, for like mm-hmm. an hour, a couple hours, and uh, this coyote was just hanging out, and you know they yeah. would, they didn't know if they should let it in or do it. They just yeah. they tried to ignore it, and uh, you know, as coyotes aren't a very uncommon sight around there. Anyway, so three months later, when the uh, when spring comes around and they open Jacobs Lake Lodge, one of the Navajo teenagers who works there apparently came up to uh, Nate's friend, mm-hmm. who is the son of Jacobs Lake Lodge owners, and he goes, uh, "Hey, I, I." They were just making small talk about how you been, how was the winter, and just the, the teenagers just casually said, "Yeah, I came and came and visited y'all this winter." During that snowstorm, I was standing outside the window. I watched y'all. Oh. and he's like, "Do do 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 what?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah." I watched y'all all night. I was uh, I was I was the coyote. Came and watched y'all during that snowstorm. Remember? And he goes, "I remember the coyote." Because yeah, yeah, that was me.
0: Well, that's one of the things you're not supposed to do with skinwalkers—look them in the eye, because then they can like gain access, mental access to you. Hmm. That was another one of the things I read about. That's that's fucked.
1: How creepy is that? Do you, <clears throat> yeah, I was that coyote. Ha ha. Gotcha. Do you
0: think? I thought, and now I was like, "Oh, I really think there's like coyotes down with the reservoir." Do you think that <clears throat> because of the rich like tradition within Native American and indigenous cultures? And that there's smaller populations. There's there's fewer young people being brought up that would be like, this is bullshit. Like, I was raised Catholic, and I'm like, eventually, I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, and there's no, oh, but there's a shortage of Catholics, and we went through this plight to preserve our culture. It's a great point. So there's much more reverence for those stories and uh, that and I'm not trying to like bring into question the beliefs of them, but there's much fewer cases of people going, fucking what bullshit? Oh, if you, if you want to, you can become a witch and you can shapeshift the same way a teenager. Like, okay, so Jesus died, and then they put him in a cave, and three days later he came back. Yeah. And that's real? No, it's not. It's not real. <laughs> like, I wonder if... That's why there's more reverence around like the Native American because because they're not going to stray. There's less cases of them straying from tradition because of what happened to them, mm-hmm. and you're trying so hard to preserve. And the, it. So yeah, like, yeah, the need to preserve. Yeah, how? are yeah, kind of shitty teenagers? Like, oh, this is bullshit. I don't want anything to do with it. So I wonder if that. I wonder. I just wonder if that plays in. If that propagates any more of it. Like, the mystery and everything. Like, no, this is for us. Like, oh, white people are curious about it? You had enough of our... You don't get access yeah. to our stuff anymore. Yeah. But then just calling out that, yeah, I was the coyote on your windows. So like, God damn it, man. Mm-hmm. One more story what? from Nate.
1: We, like I said, we had a nice little discussion. And, by the way, he had no reason to... To BS me, so these, you know, yeah, you know, just talk to him over the phone, but seemed like a good Doing dude. Doing you a favor by yeah, throwing you some exactly spooky tail. So, not I uh, didn't sniff any embellishment or anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Nate told me another story when he's 17 years old, he took a trip down to Lake Powell, which is in southern Utah, kind of near mm-hmm. the uh, Utah Arizona border. And um, he was hanging out with a bunch of buddies, and they were they had a houseboat down there and also a ski boat. And The first night they slept on the houseboat. And then uh, I think it was a little too un- crowded or too uncomfortable, whatever. So Coyote was, on a
0: jet ski just <laughs> rolling by.
1: <laughs> Second night, he and his buddy, uh, they bunked down in a ski boat. And uh, as a ski boat compared to a houseboat, it's a convertible. Yeah. So they were just out there under the stars and uh, trying to go to sleep. And he said they went to bed around 9 o'clock. It was completely dark. Um, well, not completely. I mean, the sun was down. But he did say it was either a full or an almost full moon. So like there was a lot of moonlight out there, and so and they're in these little inlets in Lake Powell, yeah. And uh, so like these little Rage inlets, been,
0: it's like like it's an expansive lake system. Yeah, yeah. It's stuff. a very it's like intricate. A yeah,
1: uh, a lot of inlets and little, all kind of little waterways. So their uh, their boat is parked in this inlet. So um, not far. They said they're about 200, 250 feet away from like a, a, sh- a shoreline that uh, had kind of turned into a cliff, like a real mm. vertical, you know, like a shore that's like tall, that'd be like a cliff.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so there's this cliff on the shore of the inlet, and a lot of moonlight outside. And he says about 9 o'clock, and he and his friend are just sitting there, and they saw a silhouette of a man mm-hmm. up on this cliff, about 250 feet away, running with superhuman speed. Mm-hmm. He's, he said, not like... Oh, my buddy who plays high school football is real fast. Yeah. Like, no, like, there's no way any human being can move this fast. Yeah. He, he was just completely astonished by how fast this guy was moving. Yeah. And he estimated the distance he covered, he estimated to be around 100 yards. And he said he covered that distance in about three seconds. Now, anybody, any, any football fan knows that uh, that's impossible. You know, yeah. fastest guy in the NFL could cover 100 yards yeah. in about 11 seconds,
0: 11 or 12. That's the that's the skin wire. That, like, they can take on the characteristics of animals. Like, they can retain if they're a wolf or a dog, retain the speed. And, like, that's why they say, like, they're running alongside the car, but then the car is going 40 miles an hour, and they're still keeping up with them. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
1: Imagine witnessing something like that to where – at first glance it's not that crazy. That's a guy running, but then you're like yeah. wait a minute. What what did I just see? Like there's I mean Yeah. And that's like walking down the street and seeing an eleven foot tall man. Yeah. It's like, no, I've seen tall guys, but no human it's, is that tall. This isn't
0: completely out <laughs> of the realm of impossibility, but yeah. it's not really close to anything I've I can conceive. Yeah. Oh. And he and his
1: buddy both witnessed this, and they were just like, "Are you seeing what I'm seeing?" He's like, "Yeah, what the hell?" And he said it clearly looked like a man. Granted, it was a silhouette; he couldn't see mm-hmm. any details, but he said it was the silhouette of a grown adult male, just hauling ass at a literally a
0: superhuman rate of speed. And then it's a lot of reports of like wolves and coyotes up on their hind legs doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, behaving in a very human-like fashion. Oh man, I'm going to Utah this weekend. Oh yeah, not anywhere near the Skinwalker Ranch, but this stuff. I don't know why this one got. because oh, oh, it's all, it's everything.
1: Let me tell you one more. Get, one get, more get, thing that these uh, that these researchers are seeing. They call these guys the controllers. They see uh, it's these again. It's something they hear and not see, but a common. Occurrence is they will hear two adult male voices speaking in Native American dialect. They're invisible; you can, they don't see anybody, but they hear these two voices. And uh, said they're about 20 feet above the ground, and that it sounds like they're talking through a walkie-talkie or mm-hmm. transmitting of a radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, just these two Native American voices speaking Native American dialect, 20 feet above the ground. Right there, I can hear this. These scientists are like, "Yeah, I'm sitting here. Yeah. I'm I'm hearing this so clearly, but yeah, there's nobody around, and it sounds like
0: it's coming from a walkie-talkie." <clears throat> Audio stuff's always fascinating. With <clears throat> there's a sculpture at University of Illinois at Chicago where it's a I don't know what they call it. it's not an echo chamber where where <clears throat> you stand, you know.
1: Yeah, they got one in uh, uh,
0: Grand Central Station in New York. <clears throat> Okay, where you stand in one corner and the yep. way the acoustics are can bounce it right on top of you. Like that's always fascinating. And I know, like sometimes it's the way they've explained some eerie things that have happened in nature. Is like, no, it's actually it's the natural acoustics of a cave system or this and that. There was a story about um, you would hear uh, right by Barnum and Bailey's. I forget some. Someone's gravesite in Chicago, and they're saying if you go there, you could actually hear animals. But it was a way if the wind picked up from the zoo, interesting, that it would carry. It was also carry the sounds. Does that like, can wind do that? Can wind carry? I don't know. A sound wave or help it move further? It could. You're right. I got farts. I hope that registered. I hope it didn't. <laughs> that
1: was hilarious. That sounded that's, like a fart from a walkie-talkie.
0: That's yeah. That's my
1: twenty feet off the ground. That's that walked up the skin
0: of my butt crack. Oh man, yeah. These these. When, you know what? We got to start. I think. All right, you got a long tour coming up. I got uh-huh. stuff, but I think we got to start doing some remote. I think so explorations. too. Explorations. I agree. We got to shake it up here, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get out in the world. Get out there and do it, huh? Maybe even a guest. I mean, first we'll just figure out the acoustic problems that yeah. we have ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I want to. Like, now I'm like, all right, like, this is one of the ones where I remember driving through the Badlands and had, like, just the feeling of that area. Uh huh. And, all right, I want to go. Well, I want to go check some shit out. I might leave a day or two early on my tour.
1: I'm supposed to leave. As we're recording this Sunday, I might leave a couple days early and try to hit up the old Skinwalker Ranch. Where's the first date? St. Louis. So it wouldn't be that far off route.
0: Well, it's pretty far
1: off. Well, I, guess I could make it work.
0: I mean, you got some other stuff. If you're going to St. Louis, what else you got? You got? Oh, you're making by dates? Oh, I'm thinking about what else, oh, what other oh, um, oddities yeah. you'll be crossing through. Chicago, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. Got some good ghost stuff in those places. Yeah. Not so much the aliens of this kind of thing. Yeah, <clears throat> but you got a lot of good ghost stuff happening there.
1: Oh, but then and then I go down south for a few weeks, and then I end. Uh, I'll be in Kansas, I'll be in yeah. Missouri, I'll be in Arkansas. So yeah,
0: I might be on the way back. Yeah, I have to
1: find find something to get into.
0: If anybody's got uh, – still reading all the emails, whether or not we respond or not, but mm-hmm. still reading them all. If anybody's got, like, some skin wa- – some personal skinwalker stories, like, I would really be curious. I A I, I, uh, comic named Jim Rule of Native American descent. Oh, yeah? I remember him t- – before I knew what skinwalkers were, I remember him saying very matter-of-factly, like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's, it was um, – What's the what the other legends of like black dogs, like things that truckers see? Remember that one? Yes, talked about that one. Mm-hmm. How is that not also very similar to this? Aren't they always spotted in places like Arizona, Utah, and they see the, the 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 black dog on the side of the road, and it's this it's like a foreshadowing or an ominous warning, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the history of that? I have heard that. Well, and I just
1: it made me think about a couple episodes ago. We we're talking about. Uh, it was the Michigan Michigan Wolf Man. Yeah, not not to be confused with the Mexican Wolf Boy, but the Michigan Wolf Man. You know that could be that could be a skinwalker. See
0: this giant wolf, this werewolf type thing. It's all it's all like it's all filtering. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the bottom of it, and eventually the FBI is gonna be like, "Listen, stop snooping around. You got you're too smart now." That's what is going to happen to us, Dave. We're going to get too close to one of these stories through all our half-ass research and farts. And they're going to be like, shut it down, guys. Oh, man. I <laughs> I sincerely want a
1: visit from the Men in Black. Oh, I hate hearing sounds right now. Yeah, we're, we're hearing stuff right now in yeah. the annex. <sighs>
0: Don't worry. I got the BB gun in here that oh, shoots good. one BB at a time and takes 45 seconds to load. <laughs>
1: Oh boy,
0: how are we doing on time? We're doing great. We can we can bring it in for a landing. Yeah, this was. You know what? I th- we did good with information. I feel like I didn't. I, I didn't have the zingers I wanted to have, but this was good. The, like I, I'm a little
1: scared now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I could I could tell that this one this one shook you.
0: This one got me. This one is interesting, and just even still more to find out about. Why Robert Bigelow would choose that as an aerospace, you know, to develop his technologies. Like, why? There's plenty of open space. With, like, was it just the price was right because, oh, it's haunted, so I'm trying to unload this place for cheap. Like, why would he specifically choose? He's not a dummy. He you know, made his bunny elsewhere as an entrepreneur and now has aerospace program. They are putting up his inflatable... Space station attachments. I think they are actually using those. He has developed technology that is being used by by NASA, by astronauts. But yet this guy is going to go, you know where I need to develop this? In a place where everybody sees UFOs. Or is it really what we're missing out on that there's an Air Force base or some, some base close by? That we could blame the UFOs on because that's their technology, and therefore he is just locating himself close by a place that would do a lot of contracting from him. <clears throat> you know, it's true. I didn't look to see what kind of bases are nearby. If that's if that's a circumstance, but I like I like that. Uh, you know, somebody smart enough to make a whole lot of money is also like, yes, also aliens. Mm-hmm. Give him hit me with it. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. There's more. We can keep talking. We can just be a Skinwalker podcast.
1: <laughs> we can more and more into it. No, nah, this is our first three episode topic. So,
0: well, we we're can... full of hot air. We can keep. We can keep just going on and on.
1: <clears throat> I got a recipe. Yeah, yeah. Skinwalker based. I got, uh, man. I got that. Uh, I got that springtime fever. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I just like being outdoors. I like firing up the old grill somebody
0: else's grill <laughs> did you say the cops were trying to chase you away from carl jr oh
1: yeah yeah you want me to tell that story yeah i didn't hear it yet um, You mentioned it i'm like oh you getting run out of town yeah i got that. ran out I, well no i got they tried to try to roost me out and uh, i played possum and it was about two in the morning and i had uh i had all my curtains drawn but there's mm-hmm. this little gap in my driver's side curtain like as far as the height, I got these hooks that they hang up high on, Yeah, but the slack has come out. and I get it. So there's like a little inch that you could see in there. And uh, I noticed, I heard the... I, I'm sitting in my seat uh, watching my laptop, but on my headphones, mm-hmm. and I noticed out of the corner of my eye, a car pull up, and I could see that it's Glendale PD. Yeah. And uh, they... And it's pitch black in the van, except for the bright illumination of yeah. my laptop. And... <laughs> he I could see out of my corner of my eye that he pulls up kind of slow, but then sees he he must have looked in and seen that the inside was lit up and then he mm. slings it in he parks it like right in front of me like real quick yeah and I just and i i could I knew that they couldn't see me if I just stood still in my seat so they they could <laughs> they saw the light yeah emanating yeah. from the uh from the computer but they they couldn't see me. So, two of them get out. I just see two flashlights and they're knocking on the door. Yeah. And flashlight, flashlight, knocking on the door. They walk around the back, flashlight, flashlight, walk around the front, flashlight. And the whole time I'm just sitting dead still. I closed the laptop, so now it's dark. <laughs> and I'm just sitting dead still. And they hung out there for like a few minutes. And then, and I could hear their, their radios going off, and I could hear the guy run my plate. He's like, I check, check, California plate. Bah, 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 bah. I could hear him running my plate. So is your and, spot? Uh, is yeah. your spot too hot now? I don't know, but the thing is, there's like three or four other van dwellers on that block who aren't trying to be stealthy. Like, there's one guy with this van. It's an old Ford Econoline that has been tagged literally a hundred times. Yeah, there's just a wall of graffiti. But then his back, he's got so much shit in his van. That the back double doors are ajar, and he's got them oh, secured got with a, a chain. Of, yeah, he's got them secured with a chain. So, like, my point is, I want to say, hey, hey, dipshits, what do you think those guys are? Not that I would rat out my fellow van guy Lives in
0: there. It's not. Oh just yeah, a no, van I van full of shit.
1: No, I, I see him coming and going. I, he lives <laughs> there, and uh, but there's a few of us regulars on that block. But yeah, I guess you know they are driving by and two o'clock in the morning they saw. Light coming out of the interior, oh, wow. and they're like, "Yeah, hey, something's up." And I knew they couldn't see me, so I was like, "I'm just gonna just gonna be quiet and sit still." Suck it, coppers. Yeah, got them. So, I don't know if my I, I gotta know. find. I have been kind of looking for some new spots. Hey, you're but, moving. Uh, yeah, and I boy, this is this is good fortune for a van dweller. I found a uh, an unlocked porta potty. <laughs> there's a construction oh, site. by the apartments up here. <laughs> well, there's that I found two. Yeah, there's one right over here, and then uh, the one kind of near my old block. Uh, there's just the new construction going on over there, kind of like near the CVS and whatnot, and uh, just a unmanned. Uh, a lot of times, the construction sites will will put a lock. Yeah, I'm surprised they yeah. haven't. You know, that way some people aren't just hanging out in a porta potty. Yeah. I always thought that was a dick move. What are you locking a porta potty for? What's somebody, someone's willing to go into a
0: porta potty. They need to use want a porta potty. Try to keep the trouble out. Jeez. But yeah. So anyway,
1: found me two unlocked porta potties. Well, Life how is about
0: sweet. that spring. Yeah. is coming around yeah, today. Yeah, string of good luck. Oh, Shitting in the darkness <laughs> of a porta potty. An improvement <laughs> from your emergency kit that you went into all too much detail with yeah. a few episodes ago. A little
1: too much detail on that one.
0: TMI. Well, what's 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 the, re- the the springtime
1: recipe? Springtime recipe. All right, uh, we're gonna grill some steak. I already talked about how to grill a oh, steak yeah. on a grill. Uh, I'm gonna give you a marinade. Ooh, okay. All right. okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you a cut of steak to buy, and I'm gonna tell you how to marinate it. Okay. Okay. Um, rather than the ribeye, the New York strip, or whatever, let's uh, let's get down to the people. All right. That's that, that's an upper class meat. All right. Not everybody's got. Fourteen ninety nine a pound for yeah. New York strip. What are you doing? Chuck roast? We're gonna do. We're gonna do flank steak. Flank steak. Flank steak. Also, you can get flat meat. I, I always find that funny. These Mexican butchers. They'll just have a hand painted sign that says flat meat. Dollar ninety nine.
0: Yeah, carne asada. Yeah.
1: Carne asada like type, asada yeah. type stuff. So get you either hanger steak, flank steak, some mm-hmm. flat meat, whatever, and go out and get a little flap. Oh meat. boy, it's it's gonna be good. Now. Then you got a real simple marinade, all right? Get you some good olive oil. All right, first of all, get you a big Tupperware thing. If you don't have like a bigger Tupperware thing, you know, a mixing bowl or something, and then you can put some uh, Saran Wrap or whatever on top. But in your bowl or your Tupperware, throw in a cup or two of really good olive oil. Uh, get you about a whole I, – I do a whole bulb of uh, Garlic. Okay, In a whole bulb. So you peel those garlics. I like garlic. Yeah. I appreciate garlic. Yeah, I love garlic. Never
0: been to that stinking rose restaurant. I'm gonna try it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I haven't been there, but uh, so a lot of a lot of fresh smashed garlic. Smash it up. You don't have to chop it up or dice it up, but just do the thing where you peel the the individual mm-hmm. clove and then smash it with your knife or your hand up against okay. the counter. Smash that in. So you throw your olive oil, your smashed garlic, throw in a, a few twigs of thyme, a few twigs of rosemary, some salt and pepper going to squeeze a lemon, throw that sh- th- throw the lemon juice in there and then a little soy sauce and a little red wine vinegar. And because this is not a recipe per se, it's just a marinade. Yeah. It's not it's not something you're going to be serving. Don't even worry about the quantities, the measurements. Just, you know,
0: a little this, a little that.
1: All those ingredients. What do you like you
0: like more lemon? Put more lemon in. Yeah, exactly.
1: It. Then throw your steak in there, your flank steak or your hanger or your flap whatever. Let it marinate for at least 4 hours. You can do it overnight. Yeah. You know, but 4-6 10 hours, whatever. And then uh, those techniques we talked about a few episodes as far as grilling on an actual grill. Yeah. Rather than, you know, my preferred method is the cast iron in the oven, like we talked about a long time ago. But as far as taking advantage of some spring and summertime fun, yeah. char up, uh, throw up that grill, and, uh, you know, I won't go through those techniques again, but throw this marinated flank steak on there, and you will be pleasantly surprised. And then next episode, I'll tell you a recipe for chimichurri sauce. You could put it alongside with that and blow your mind. Oh,
0: I miss, I miss, I miss a steak, Dave. Yeah, I love a steak. I miss a steak. Mm. I still haven't gone full bore into the <clears throat> being upset about animals mm-hmm. enough to tonight. I'm still doing good, mm-hmm. but oh, mm. there was I got a pizza last night. Yeah, And there was one errant piece of pepperoni on there. Mm-hmm. Oh goddamn, one little. One little stowaway. Did you get him? Oh, yeah, I got it. I was like, I should pick the like. It's one. It's one. I could have the one. It's like when Burger King accidentally puts an onion ring in your french oh, fries. Oh, yeah. A little little sexy mm-hmm. stowaway. Say, what are you doing? And I had a little bit of pepperoni last weekend because I was letting a dog eat pepperoni out of my mouth. And I was, so I was holding it. Whose dog? Uh, there was a few of them. It was at a party. Yeah. And I was laying on the ground letting dogs eat pepperoni. <laughs> Lady in the Tramp style. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'd hold some whatever little bit was left in my mouth. I I wasn't eating it. It wasn't for me. Yeah, but it was for the affection.
1: Did, oh. you get, did you get the Instagram video I sent you of the Chihuahua, the brown Chihuahua?
0: Oh, just just running all over the just, place, just, just freaking out. Yeah, just just had too much energy. Damn, I, just what? too cute, too excited. The neighbors, they got that little uh, French bulldog now. It barks, but then it like has a like a. Unwinding process, like it'll bark, but then meow. It's like <laughs> It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. Like it barks, but then the rest of the air needs to come out of it somehow. It's hilarious. Oh, that's great. Oh boy. Well, I, I don't know. What do we got? We got. Do you want to plug dates? Are you going to yeah, be, When is plug some dates? When is this? This comes out May sixteenth. Does it? Yep. We have been all no, over the map. I got with these
1: preloaded. got it. May 16th. So, uh, yeah, come see me uh, this weekend. I'll be, uh, let's see, Friday. I'll be in Pensacola, Florida on the 19th. I'll be at the Back Porch Bar and Grill. And uh, any Pensacola folks know that there's a history. Apparently, there's a history to the old Back Porch Bar and Grill. Whoa, haunted? No. <laughs> well then i i feel i feel weird talking about it now as if i'm I'm speaking ill of the venue that's gonna host my comedy mm. show mm. but let's just say uh let's just say a, a place used to be pretty uh swinging I like how I'm trying to be cryptic with swinging
0: <clears throat> I guess that's cryptic is this about uh racism or fucking <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it Oh, well, that's yeah. way better Yeah, yeah <laughs> No, not like Hey, uh, hey uh, The place I play What kind of joker yeah. Are you no. making here? No
1: it's <laughs> Swingers club Used to be a swingers club Oh, really? Yeah, and still
0: Yeah Yeah
1: uh, I, I was told uh, don't uh, sit on the couches That I feel like that way about most
0: couches in Florida
1: yeah so I'll be <laughs> I'll be at back porch bar and grill. Uh, I'll be at the back door bar and grill on uh, the nineteenth. See there. Uh twenty first this weekend, Saturday Sunday. I'll be at the Birmingham Comedy Festival. So if you're in uh, anywhere Ooh, near like Birmingham, Bur- like Alabama,
0: Birmingham folks,
1: oh, it's gonna be fun. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good folks at this festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jackie Cation's gonna be there. Uh, quite a few folks going to be there. Some some of my Atlanta peeps. Good town, good yeah. people. I had that. I, that was a good barbecue. Those I broke and Had that barbecue. Yeah. What did you name that place. Jim and Nick's. Yeah. I think I called it Nick and Jim's
0: last time. Yeah. I apologize. I the it's, it's and then we went. No, went, we went to the other place too. That was downtown. Saw's. Yeah. Saw the- Saw's barbecue. Um, so yeah. That's where know. I'll
1: be this weekend.
0: Well, I'm going to be at the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. And I've been there before. I've had your wings. They're good. I don't know if I'll break and have them again this time. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, oh, my buddy Rojo Perez is going to be featuring. And everybody loves that little Puerto Rican. Come on out. Come on out. If not for me, for that fun, lispy Puerto Rican.
1: Rojo gets all the sweet middle work. Oh, God. He's, that he's working with you, Sean Patton. Uh, Every it, time I see a really good East, comic, there's Rojo opening it's for He's East Coast guy. Well, now that, <laughs>
0: now that Shane Torres is uh, making a leap to the big time, I heard his yeah. taping went very well for the half Yeah. So, proud of him. Proud of so many people in comedy. Exactly. Speaking of all these people we're proud of, how about our Comic of the Week? Comic of the Week, uh, maybe the one of the most high-profile comic of
1: the weeks mm-hmm. that we've ever had. Somebody that uh, our listeners... Hopefully you're already familiar with uh, The lovely and talented Mrs. Maria Bamford
0: Yeah Who's
1: funnier than Maria Bamford? I don't think I don't think there is My God, she's funny Just a A freak of nature funny Yeah Like Oh, you You didn't just get good at comedy You were You came out of the womb With a very advanced comedy brain Yeah, yeah Like, she's amazing and uh, tons of stuff. I mean, everybody should know about what she's done. She got a brand new album out. Well, it's not brand new; it's been out for a little while, but fairly recent. Uh, just called Twenty Percent, Maria yeah. Bamford Twenty Percent,
0: and uh, it's more. Letting people know that there's some merch from your favorite comics. Yeah, go
1: get it. Yeah, and uh, of course, did you watch uh, Lady Dynamite? Her show on Netflix. I saw a few of them. I didn't year? see the whole thing. Um, really good. Like, uh, yeah. uh, be, be honest. Like the first couple, it took me a. You know, like a lot of series, you know, the first one or two episodes, you know, it's a lot to kind of get adjusted to, yeah. but man, it really picked up steam, and uh, I really dug it, and that's coming back. I don't know when the uh, when the debut for season two is going to be, but I think it's sometime this spring or summer, I think, Lady Dynamite. Just get on that Maria,
0: yeah. Maria Banford dragon already. What Comic of, you, of the week. What are you screwing around for? Yeah, man, get on it. Well, all right, buddy. Well, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't have a lot of jokes on this That's one. okay, buddy. Top, we got. I mean... I don't know what the fuck these people want from us. Uh-huh. You got a recipe about marinade. Yeah. You got sober information about the <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just information.
1: Yeah.
0: Once in a while. It's all right. I think because I just got off a long weekend of a bunch of comedy. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used up. Kind of like You got to recharge that part of your brain. Like, no, nope, I want the world to entertain me now. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to go watch some uh, bullshit Netflix. Sounds like a plan. All right. See you
1: next week. And comic of the week uh, this week, somebody that uh, everybody listening to this podcast should already be familiar with, but just in case they're not, the lovely and talented Maria Bamford. Yeah, Maria Bamford. One of she gets tossed around a lot. It's like when people start talking about funny mm-hmm. females. You know, yeah, that whole debate. She's one of the funniest people. On the face of the earth, male or female, mm-hmm. comic or not, even though she's a stand-up comic, but just one of those
0: people that just yeah. <clears throat> came out of the womb, hilarious. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we're Pete the fuck. I'm sure we're preaching to the choir. Yeah, here to say that Maria's hilarious,
1: but, but comic of the weekend. She got she got a new special that came out a couple weeks ago. It's on Netflix right now. It's called Old Baby. So that's been out for a few weeks and uh, brilliant as always. And then if you want uh, just some audio. Uh, a few months ago she put out uh, another album called 20%. So uh, two options there for Maria Banford. Comic of the week, one of the absolute best. If you don't know her, get on it. Universe. Yeah, that'll be a fun one.
0: Oh, whoops. What? Uh, no, I mean I just oh. I just was whispering. Oh. Parallel motherfucking universes. The boogie monster. <laughs>